everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of the Joyful Sobriety Podcast. My name is Erica Fluger. I am a sober life coach, a sober mom, and your sober host for this show. Our very first episode is about navigating sobriety during the holidays. I think this is a really important topic, and I was so glad and so grateful to talk to Dr. Chanda Rinkin about ways in which we can plan and protect our sobriety and our sanity during this time. I hope you find it useful. Enjoy. I'm so excited to welcome my guest, uh, Dr. Chanda Rankin. Chanda is a PhD licensed clinical psychologist. She's got over 30 years of experience working in mental health. Her specialties include the creative personality, performing arts, substance use, and partner betrayal trauma. Dr. Rankin has worked in a variety of settings, including psychiatric hospitals, residential addiction treatment centers, public mental health, and more. She has a private practice currently and works with clients in individual psychotherapy via telehealth. Um, Welcome, Dr. Chanda Rankin. Thank you. So happy to be here. Thanks, Erica. Thank you for inviting me to be on your podcast and getting to to do this. Yes, absolutely. I'm so excited that we're doing this. Um, And by this, we can clarify what this is. Uh, You and I, well, I am sober. Uh, I got sober in 2018. I am sober as well. Got sober in May of 2001. It's a good long stretch you've got under your belt. It's a a a little bit of time. Doing the do. Yes. So you and I both sober. We both work a program of recovery. Um, yes. And we both work with sober women or and you work with all kinds of uh, sober patients. Um, and we were yes. discussing, you know, we're at that time of year, the holidays, which you and I both know can be a very triggering time for people in recovery. And we thought it would be a nice idea to put a, a podcast together uh, to talk about this mm-hmm. and to help bring awareness to the fact that this is an important time to be vigilant around your sobriety. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and just to emphasize that, like, um, I think it's when people in recovery, we as sober people um, know that we it, need to be sort of aware of that all throughout the year, but this is a stressful time. And especially for us in different ways than people that don't have problems with uh, drinking or other substances. So, you know, it's, it's, it's important to just add a little extra oomph to your recovery plan and program in order to safeguard and, um, and, and protect one's sobriety. It can be a very tricky and triggering time. And often for people no matter how much time you have, stuff can just come up in unexpected ways. And so I think part of our our desire to do this was to help people um, at whatever phase they're at in their recovery uh, to just kind of remember some some basics and maybe give give oneself a little tune up in uh, in how to how to plan and prepare during 
things that you can't anticipate, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like holidays, maybe that's, you know, there's, there's some anticipation and, and preparation that can be done. Yeah, exactly. And I think you were saying before in a previous conversation, like these are things that we should be practicing all the time. Like these are the tools mm-hmm. that we have at our, um, you know, at hand all year round. And it, it can just happen that this becomes extra super stressful and we can kind of forget sometimes like what our tools are and yeah. and to make it a priority. And so it's not really like we're doing anything very different at this time of year. You know, it's it's what we should be doing all year round, pretty much the tools that we're using. But like you said, have a plan because we know like this is a different um uh, experience at the, la- the last couple of months of the year because it throws our normal uh, schedule out of whack. Like there's all all these new in- things introduced. Yeah, I you know I think one thing that we do typically when when you work in a program is like you can plan for an event, mm-hmm. right? But rarely do we have you know three, four, five, whatever holidays, festivities, office parties. It, events or gatherings in such a compact amount of time and and there's just a lot of 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 like bullshit pressure if i can swear can i swear oh yeah this is a very fucky podcast okay excellent i am so much more comfortable now wear your little heart out fantastic (laughs) so there is just so much more fuckery at this time of year that you know we just definitely need to be a little bit more, more, uh, more, more planful about it, uh, around it, you know, cause, and especially I want to say to the people that are just starting out, hopefully you have a sponsor and your sponsor is helping you with all this stuff too. But oh my God, my first year of sobriety, I remember being at norms. I think I shared with this with you and like hating it, but also kind of being amazed by that. Like, I think it was on a Thanksgiving and I was like, not totally not down to like do Thanksgiving with my family and found myself at the at the fucking norms in Santa Monica on Lincoln Boulevard in 2001 just going oh my god what has my life come to is this really what the fuck has happened now because (laughs) and then I you know that was actually quickly followed by being really grateful you know, that I wasn't actually in a place that I didn't want to be, that I was, I was, I mean, I didn't really want to be at Norm's to be totally honest, but I wasn't like arguing with family. I wasn't like in a bad headspace. I was just kind of bummed that I was at Norm's, but, <laughs> and like not eating the food that I make, which is amazing. But, um, you know, so wherever you are, you know, hopefully some of the stuff that we say today will be helpful to some people. If it's one thing, great. If it's a bunch of things, great. And uh, and I think also we'll give you some suggestions at the end of like some action steps to take. Um, but let's get into it. Yeah. So the first thing like what we were talking about is, you know, anticipation, forecasting. You know that those couple of months of the year, there's a lot of shit happening. There's the holiday parties, the family, all all of these unusual events packed, crammed into this short amount of time. So you have to have a plan in place. Yeah. Make a decision, right? What are you going to do? The plan includes like, the plan would include what are your very concrete plans 
for the specific holidays that you think may be more challenging for you. Like, don't just wing it. Don't say, oh, I'll figure it out the day that I, uh, I'll see how I feel that day. I mean, yes and no, you know, like I always say you have the, the right to, you know, change your mind. Um, I like to think that anyway, um, you know, at any time. I mean, the most important thing is protecting one's recovery. So, but, but have the plan. Think about it. Do I really want to go to this event? Do I want to go to two events in one day? Do I want to go to this event back to back? Do I want to spend time with my family? Do I not want to spend time with my family? Like that is an option. It's not the most popular one, but you know, so knowing what you're going to do. And also we're going to talk about some options if you choose to not do like, what are the other things that one can do? But for sure, you know, planning it out and having some support around it as well. Yes. I, I love that. And things like, um, also planning how you're going to be uh, keeping up your recovery program during this time. Yes. Cause like you said before, so many things can come in and change your regular routine. Like there's more things to do or I've got it. And so it can be really easy to get complacent and, oh, I can skip that meeting. And I suggest not skipping uh, those meetings. Like, and if you do have to skip them, how are you going to make them up? You know, how are you going? Can you make them up? Um, but really, the question is, do you really need to miss that meeting? Um, and you said something before, uh, before we started recording this, that was like, make, making sure that you're keeping up with your self-care. You know, it's more important than ever at this, in, in this, in this more tends to be more stressful period to keep doing all the things that you're doing that have been able to make you feel good and, and help you maintain your sobriety. Don't sacrifice them. You know, um, you may have to reduce the amount of time you might be spending doing one of those things. Like if you have your own morning meditation or yoga practice and normally you spend 45 minutes to an hour, you may be in crunch time and but 20 minutes is better than nothing you know so i would say get that in and um and make sure that you continue to practice that kind of self-care the other thing i wanted to say about support was if in terms of going places bring someone if you can you know or or have people that you can check in with when you go to events when you or, or going to, doesn't even have to be an event, a party or a thing or go, going to a whatever, you know, um, those of you earlier in, in your sobriety, it's really helpful to make sure the people in your sobriety support group know what you're doing and you can bookend by, uh, you know, we call it bookending. You can check in with someone. If you're going someplace, call, check in with a sober person before you get there, check in with them afterwards just to, have like a touchstone so that you're feeling connected to your supports to to your support system. I think that that's really really important. It gives you something to do. It's always good to have something to do in recovery. Accountability. We're talking being accountable to yourself and staying connected to other human beings that get it, that understand you, that can be supportive. I think that's that's the magic there. Mhm. Yeah, it's uh, the key ingredient to have to have other people doing this with us. Um, so we talked about 
making the plan, forecasting, looking at the events um, that you can anticipate coming up, uh, building in your meetings, your support groups, building in that self-care, even if it's going to be more you know, compacted than it normally is. Just don't fall, don't fall into that trap of like, it's going to hit, everything's going to take a seat and, you know, backseat to what I have to do right now. Cause the holidays are so stressful and I have to do this and I have to do that. And, you know, it can very easily become something where you feel like it takes last priority and it, it absolutely mm-hmm. can't like, it has to stay front and center. So I love all those things we just covered. And then I want to talk more about um, like the events we were talking about. So maybe have a friend go with you to an event, but there's going to be holiday parties, work parties, family gatherings, neighborhood things, school things. Like there's just so much going on. And almost all of these places will be serving alcohol. So how do we handle that? Yeah, definitely. And um Again, depends where you're at in your in your recovery. I think for me, one, something that I've always done is, and, and this is my favorite thing, is I just always have some water in my hand or I always have like a non-alcoholic beverage in my hand. I do not order non-alcoholic beverages. Everyone has a different opinion on this. I am of the mind for, for me, uh, for, for my program. I don't drink non-alcoholic beer. I don't even drink kombucha. I don't, I don't, I don't fuck around with any of that stuff. Um, I just don't want to, I just don't, it's not worth the chance. I don't want to sniff it. I don't want to whiff it. I don't want to be, you know, I just don't. I just, it's just, it's just trickery, you know? Yeah. Some people are fine with it. I, I cannot. And I don't, it's fine. Whatever. Whatever floats your boat and keeps you sober, that's fine. And so if you don't know if they're going to have non-alcoholic things, bring your own beverage. You know, um, you can't always count on people having non-alcoholic things other than water from the tap. So if you want to have something festive, bring your own fancy, you know, sparkling something or other if you want that or something else non-alcoholic. So I think those are, you know, then we also talked about what to do, right? It went, if people ask you or, or how to deal with, mm-hmm. like, if you're at a table and there's wine glasses on the table, um, you can either ask for the wine glasses to be, for your glass to be removed, or you can turn it upside down if you're at a restaurant, because that's a way that's like a universal language of, please do not serve me any wine. Because when you're at parties and sometimes even if you have a cup, if people are going around refilling, they'll just refill your stuff without asking. Like even if it's water, mm-hmm. you know, vodka and water, they look the same, okay. you know, uh, or, or, but fizzy drinks or whatever. Or if, if you're drinking out of a wine glass and you're drinking water out of a wine glass, someone will, might come around and just automatically fill it with some alcohol. So I think, you know, having an awareness around that kind of stuff is really important. Um, but then do you want to talk about, uh, like what to do when people ask you. Right. Yeah. So this happened to me not too long ago. Um, a boss of mine who knew I didn't drink. I didn't tell him I was uh, that I was sober. I just had mentioned several times that I didn't drink alcohol. Oh, I, I haven't drank alcohol in a few years. You know, I quit drinking alcohol. And he uh, was celebrating and, and busted out this like 
little um, half bottle of champagne. But I thought, oh, maybe it's like a cider or something because mm-hmm. he knows I don't drink. So he's pouring it and just handed it to me. And, you know, like you said, like I immediately whiff it and like, I mean, it was like someone just handed me kryptonite and it was so awkward and so uncomfortable. And I just held it and like did the cheers. And then I set it down far away from me and stepped back. And and he was like, so I know you don't drink, but I guess I never really knew why. And I was like, oh, well, because I'm a sober person. I don't drink alcohol ever. And so just to be aware, like some people think when you say I don't drink, they think, oh, okay, they don't drink most of the time, but they'll have a glass of champagne at a wedding or New Year's Eve or whatever. So he didn't think anything of giving. He knew that you didn't drink, but he he wasn't trying to violate your your recovery because he's understanding, you know, because you can interpret it that way, right? But but he's yeah. under, but that's you make a really great point. Like for some people, it's still that's in the recesses of their mind. They're not thinking about people that are in recovery, right? Yeah, I and mean, if it's not a problem I, for them, it doesn't occur to them. Yeah, it doesn't occur to them. <laughs> like like that's what normal yeah. people are like. How weird! Yeah. I don't get it. Like, okay, so weird. Yeah. So just being you know very uh, firm. And have resolve when you let people know that you don't drink. And, you know, if you're at a party and someone hands you or, you know, begins to hand you a drink. This is why we were saying it's important to always have something in your hand. You can say, oh, I've I've got a drink. I'm good. Thank you. Um, But, you know, if someone, you know, your hand's empty, someone's handing you a drink and you can just say, no, thank you. I don't I don't drink. And most of the time, people don't ask. Yeah. Like, it's totally fine. Yeah. No one's really that obsessed about if you're drinking or not. Just you. Just you. You are. You're obsessed about yourself. Let's get real. We're all obsessed about ourselves. I'll tell you something. It is a really difficult thing, though, to wrap your head around in the beginning. It is. It, it's, I, I felt so weird in the beginning. Like, totally, I was going to have to. Yeah. I'm like, like how do I navigate this? It's not rafting yeah. down like a level five thing but it fucking feels that way right it does like, oh, it does like what are they going to think what are they going to say oh they're going to say this that they're going to tell this person they're going to tell that everyone everyone i will be exposed my life is will be ruined people won't invite me to shit anymore like all of the things right that that mm-hmm. or or whatever people really just don't they they don't care. And if there's a, like that random asshole who's like, like poking and, and prodding, yeah. it's like, you know, just, uh, oh, wait, you know what? I got to go. I just don't drink. I got to go check in with yeah. my friend or, or, and walk away. Right. So there's a yeah. whole host of, of responses. Another way, the designated driver, like if that's mm-hmm. comfortable for you initially, great. Um, and also, this is why we practice in meetings, getting up and saying, I'm an alcoholic, like as a newcomer, getting those, getting those newcomer chips, standing up for the first, at least where I got sober, you know, you take a newcomer chip um, at every meeting you go to for the first 30 days and you say it out loud and, and you, it, it's to sort of take that stigma, take that insecurity away. And I think it's, 
It's about saying it with confidence and security, not for other people, but for yourself. You know, you live in your body, you live in your, your, your existence and, and, you know, you have to be comfortable with it. Other people, it's not about other people being comfortable with your sobriety and recovery. We were talking about planning for the unexpected. So we have a lot of things that we can anticipate, but then there's also going to be a lot of things we can't anticipate. So a lot of people travel. We're coming up on Thanksgiving, the busiest travel holiday of the year. All kinds of things can go sideways, right, when you're traveling. Um, So we were talking about planning for those unexpected events, like what happens if your plane gets, you know, delayed or you're stuck in in a... different city yeah things like that yeah or you're traveling somewhere and and let's say because with travel there's stuff to plan for including things like if you if you are going to be gone for a while it's great to know about the local meetings where you're going um if there aren't any local meetings that you're going to physically go to uh just like having it planned out and and having like, oh, I'm going to zoom in with this meeting, this online meeting now that we have that as an option. But if you want to go to in-person meetings to wherever, whatever city you're traveling to, look that up ahead of time. You know, have them written down on the days that you're going to go, you know, that, that you would want to. I used to actually print out, because I in, in the early years of my recovery, I did a lot of traveling for my job and I would print out the meetings in the city that I was traveling to. And I would in advance highlight all the meetings that I could potentially get to before I got there because I needed to not think too much in the moment. Like if I needed to get to a meeting, I just needed to have that all figured out ahead of time to make it as easy as possible for myself if I needed to go. So, you know, that kind of stuff. Now, when you get there, let's say you go to the town and you get lost or something like or, or the meeting's not happening that night or like what's like, you can't plan for that. But what you can plan for is, uh, is like plan B, right? Or sometimes plan C or like, what's mm-hmm. the backup going to be? I think having phone numbers of sober people to call and even using central office, you know, the 24 hour mm-hmm. yeah. hotline, like that stuff's important. Also, traveling with your you know they make these really cool little mini big books um well i haven't seen those you haven't seen one i can show you Mm -mm. oh no it's just a teeny mini big book oh right and it's all yeah well it's 164 pages i just bought this at uh at the la central office wherever you are i'm sure your central office uh bookstore or whatever the recovery bookstore has these you can buy them online well, and now everything yes. is literally online. So if you need to find the big book. And you can download that shit on your phone, people. Like there's the recovery app, which I have also on, on my phone. If you don't have like old school, get, you know, the, the paper that's really small. Because what if you go someplace that doesn't have internet? What if you go, what if your phone dies? You know, I mean. Addicts and alcoholics are really great at like, I lost everything. <laughs> like it only takes like one yeah. 
little tiny thing. You're like, oh, oh, wow. I guess it's over. Yeah, and I guess I've I literally have, to drink have had now. patients and friends and people in my life who just, uh, you know, my phone died and then I couldn't find blah, blah, blah. There was no Wi Fi. Oh, bullshit. You know, <laughs> like, come on. But, you know, we did whatever to just some when you're in that hole, it's hard to get out, right? Okay, so stuck at an airport. Okay, this one's really basic. Don't go to the bar, <laughs> you know, which is kind of hard to do sometimes because, you know, airports, the bar is very front facing. The bar is often like right there on the aisle and the, they often serve like if you're really stuck and your flight's delayed several hours. A lot of times, depending on the airport that you're at, you know, the only place you can get food, there's also half the place is a bar. That's not true for a lot of places, but um, try to go to the place that doesn't have the bar, even if it's a few steps out of your way. Like it's because you could find yourself just like it talks about in the book, just like, oops, I put that that shot of whiskey in my milk. Especially if you're alone. Like, if you're alone yeah. traveling, yeah. that's that bad news bears. Yeah. Because, you know, you can justify, we can, we can, we can justify a lot of things. So I think that's good. Also, again, like, stay connected to people, talk to people, let them know what's going on, have other reading material, like, occupy yourself, you know. Um, you can use it as a time to get a good walk in before you're going to get on a flight. Um, you may look like the crazy person pacing, you know, ar around the airport, but um, who cares? And then there's the possibility of having to stay at a yes. hotel. Hotel stays also brings a whole host. Of, also, there's like the lobby bar um, place to, you know, hang out and meet people. So kind of tend to avoid that. But if I know I'm going to stay in a hotel, um, I think it's wise to ask them to remove the contents of the mini fridge or the mini fridge entirely, whatever they want to do. Um, it's nice to if they leave the mini fridge because then you can put some cold beverages of your own in there if you're going to stay but sometimes they don't remove all the right things so it again use these ideas to the level and degree that you find them helpful and need them what else did we want to talk about after joe well i think um we kind of we touched on it a little bit earlier about yes. the option to say no to family so as part of your plan making, you know, what am I going to do? Am I going to go see this family? Am I not going to go see this family? And making that choice to either, if it, it might be a hard conversation, it might be really hard for you to express why you're making that choice and you might get blowback and it can be really uncomfortable. It can be really, really hard, especially in early sobriety. Um, but really at any point, it doesn't really matter. Um, but having the, um, I think we were talking about practice. Practicing what you're going to say, practicing how you're really thinking about what is your, it's not like you have to explain it to other people, but if they ask, you know, again, it goes back to you being comfortable with the decisions that you make and the choices that you need and, and you prioritizing your sobriety. So practicing what you're going to say the same way that we talked about, how are you going to, you know, address people when they ask you why you don't drink? Same thing with the plan. If you don't want to go to a certain event, whether it's family or friends or, or, or anything, just knowing what you're going to say and, and, and being thoughtful about that, I think is, 
is a, an important thing to do. And it's not like, it's not like you have to explain in great detail, but just how you're going to deliver this information because people might be upset. You know, I, I declined going to some family events several years and, uh, you know, they weren't too happy about it, but it just depended on how I, you know, on, on what the situation was. So, and most of the time people are, you know, understanding. Get about you and not them. Yes. Yes. Point. Very good point. Like, no, I'm not feeling, you know, like I'm not up for the drive or I'm not whatever, the, or I have another commitment or I, I have to be at a meeting. Right. Um, and so the, which then leads into like, what are some of the things that you can do if you decide to not engage in all of these festive activities and parties and family events and stuff? There is so many, um, options to, to spend quality time for yourself and still maintain and protect your sobriety. And one of those things is, you know, there are 24 hour meetings, some places, marathon meetings. Um, you can volunteer if you want to, to be of service. Uh, you know, at your at your home group, or maybe even for other community things, is that can be a really wonderful and rewarding and meaningful way to spend uh, the literally the holiday or some period of the season. And then you had some really good ideas about commitment. I did about new stuff, creating new. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, but first I want to go to the, so if you're um, spending the holiday alone by choice, or if you are not spending it alone by choice and not falling into the pity party, poor me, yes. I don't have anyone. Yes, the poor holidays. me, poor me, poor me, a drink situation. Yes. Well. Right. Like being useful. Yes. All that stuff applies. Like whatever you're, you know, that's a tough situation and it's about action. Everything we know, right? It's about, you can have the thoughts, you can think all these things, but really question yourself periodically. And, you know, when you're going, I like to say to people, I think I shared with this with you last time, like when you, did I share my, when you're going down the rabbit hole thing, right? Yes, I love I, it. I say this a lot. When you're going down the rabbit hole, bring a ladder because you are going to need to climb yourself out of that rabbit hole. And actually, I forgot the other part too. I actually say bring a headlamp and and a ladder because, you know, it's dark down there and you need to bring some some tools. You need to bring something because mm -hmm. sometimes when we go down into those nooks and crannies, um, it feels like we're getting dragged. But really, we, we have some responsibility in it, I believe. We have some responsibility to pull ourselves out of those tunnels and those those trenches and um and we actually can do them it's the alcoholism that is in the back of the brain saying no you can't do this on your own you can't just keep coming down this dark dark alleyway without any support you know who if you think about that we don't even do that in life we know better we know i'm not going to go down a dark yeah. this is the the crux of every horror movie right it's like don't go down, you know, don't, don't you know, I should have turned left at Albuquerque shit, you know, Bucks Bunny too. Bucks Bunny and horror movies, they all know it. But alcoholics, oh my God. It's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, dark alley, I'm all about it. But um, 
you know, bring a light, go, you know, if you're going to walk down a dark hallway, get some support, you know, like bring a friend. You don't have to go down there alone. Don't bring a friend so that you drag both of you guys, both of you. Like, <laughs> Good boy. You know, bring, have support yeah. around you. And just sometimes we just need to get out of our heads, you know, and just like. Most of the time we need to get out of stop our heads. Stop thinking so much. Yeah. Stop being so self-obsessed. Stop, you know, like, no, go do some, take some opposite action. Go be of service. Go do something nice. Even just say some nice things to yourself. You know, it's like if you're sitting around moping around like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. I'm sitting home. They're alone. There's no one to spend the holidays, you know, all that, um, which is real. You know, I'm not trying to be dismissive at all. I, I, I really understand that that's it's a, it can be very painful. Um, but what matters most is how are you going to pick yourself up um, without picking up a drink? Really? Like. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of yeah. the essence. And it's about action. It's about doing something, even if it's getting out, walking out the door, walking around the block, just giving yourself a change of scenery, breathing. We forget to breathe. So when we're in that much pain and loneliness, it's hard to even imagine. How do I get myself out of this frame of mind? Well, you literally have to do stuff, you know, sorry, folks, but you you. You know, like you can't just keep sitting there. You got to get up, make a phone call. This is why they train us in the beginning in like AA boot camp. Yeah. And it's literally, I remember a, a guy, an old timer, when I first came in saying, This is a program of opposites. Whatever you think you want to do, yeah. do the opposite. And it's like, Yeah, that's yeah, basically a lot it. of the time. It's let me take opposite action to how I feel. And, you know, the other, there's so many things that are so incredibly helpful. Like, you know, um, your feelings aren't, you know, yeah, your feelings aren't facts. Mm, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Your yeah. feelings change. Mm -hmm. Facts don't. So that's, that is a very important one. I, I feel I, that's like up there in my top 10. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good one. Learning that has been huge for me in sobriety or the, just knowing that uh, feelings will always come and go and change. They just, it's just a constant, right? It's yeah. not permanent. And this, yeah. this too shall pass. And it dates. Um, so, and, and then the next part we wanted to talk about was enjoying That's the holidays. <laughs> All of those like, planning and preparing and tools and but how do we how do we find the joy even if we're not a big fan of the holidays you know or if they have a lot of um painful uh memories if you right. have a, a history that's like it's painful so how can people you know just make this yeah their own? i think that that was the thing that you had said before in that conversation that we'd had about and it's, it's a really great, great suggestion. Create your own new traditions, you know, or just be willing to do something different. Get a break out of your comfort zone in a positive way. <laughs> no, um, you know, you don't have to keep doing the same thing that you've been doing every year. If your holidays haven't been fun, try something different. How do you want the quality of your days to be? 
and what can you do to to make that different if they haven't been where you've wanted them to be um you get to create your own your own new situations and and do it differently and i think the more the more years go by where you've had some had it gets easier over time to face holidays joyfully or this time of year you know without stress like i'm told i'm I wasn't planning on saying this, but like, I don't like the whole obligatory gift giving crap. Totally not into it. Don't do it. I'm not even bah humbug. I think holidays are great. Like, yeah. I'm going to have have family here for um, Thanksgiving. I'm going to celebrate in my own way. We're going to start to put the tree up. Uh, you know, it, it's it's not about the the tree. It's about spending time the the quality of time with people um and I, I think you bring up a good point and like it about connection and even if the holidays don't even mean anything to you they mean something to somebody else that you care about probably you know and you can help make it nicer for them just by showing up being there celebrating with them if that's you know yeah. meaningful without showing up and then Tearing down all the reasons why the holidays bullshit. <laughs> exactly. Don't show that. up if you're <laughs> going to be an asshole. Okay, so I think we've covered pretty much all the bases, um, and how we wanted to kind of wrap up and leave people with with a yeah. bit of a plan. So, how can people start to prepare? And one thing we were talking about is to just like write about what you think a successful holiday season would look like for you. Like, what do you want to happen? What do you want to create? Think forward, right? Think, think about it, write down, like, how would you like to spend this time? What do you want? Like, and you can make two lists. You, like, I'm a big fan of writing. I'm a big fan of making lists, you know, pros and cons lists. And I think it can be really helpful to do kind of pros and cons lists or how would you like to spend this time? How would other, how do you imagine other people want you to spend this time and like kind of weigh it out, like really give it the time that it deserves, really be thoughtful, plan as, as, as well as you can. You cannot plan for everything, but you can put some structure to this. I think that's the main message. That's what we're really talking about is, and don't just plan it in your head. If you have other people where that that are impacted by your plans, also we haven't talked about this yet. Talk about this with them. Talk with your closest mm. family, with your partner. With, you know, if you have kids, find out what people want to do. Like, have a conversation um, with whoever it's appropriate to have a conversation with. If your direct day to day decision making has an impact on them, immediate found people that I'm living with, I would be talking with them about, you know, how do you guys want to do this this year? Um, what else do we want? Yeah. Map out your plan. Map, so yeah. like literally the logistics of your plan. What meetings am I going to go to? Who am I going to call? Is it going to be my sponsor? Yes. Is it going to be another permanent recovery yeah. or whoever? Yeah. Um, so just getting actually really clear 
So it's not like when it comes into that moment, you're kind of like, oh, wishy washy. Yep. I don't know. Exactly. Where figure out where you're going to go, where are you going to be for if, if this matters to you, make the decision. Which place do you want to be? Where do you want to be? Who do you want to be with on these particular days? And stick to that, right? Um, again, you can change your mind, but like have that written out. Have the people's phone numbers that you need. If they're not already in your phone, get those numbers. If the meetings aren't in your listed in your, you know, book or notebook or itinerary or your phone, get those meetings in there because you want to make this as easy as possible so that you don't have to think too much about it. You know, you just kind of look at your, at your calendar and you just engage and you do, you take the next right indicated action. I mean, that's, um, and so in order to do that right now, it is about planning, researching, um, making making some lists so i think the first thing is how do you what you said how do you want to spend this time and then the next thing would be what do you need to do from now you know to get from point a to point b right what do you need to do this week what do you need to do next week to to help further you along this path to ensure that you're doing all of these things that that are supporting your sobriety um and your recovery and I think that's kind of, that's the crux of it for me. I, I think, I think it's also a very much a gratitude person and, 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 uh, silver lining kind of, uh, the emphasis and trying to find looking at solution instead of the problem, because whatever you look at is what you're, whatever you're focused on is what you're going to see. Um, and if all you see is bad, negative impossibilities, then you never get the chance to see the possibilities. So, practicing gratitude um not just because it's thanksgiving and all that stuff um but because it's a good thing to do all throughout the year um and it helps to keep people uh balanced and centered grounded and like in a in a it's not like some bullshit written on a coffee cup and you drink your coffee and suddenly you're injected with gratitude that's a bunch of horseshit you know, um, yeah, I'm not down with that. What, what I, it's true. What I, what I really believe in is the action and the steps of writing down three to five things that you're grateful for every night, you know, every yeah. night. And then if you can share that with someone, you don't have to, but there's just a little bit more power to it by sharing it, by saying it out loud and owning it in that. And claiming it and sorted that way with a trusted friend, um, that can be a, a really great way to find a lot of peace and calm and and balance. Yeah. So that third piece is how you're going to create the opportunities for joy and service and meaning and self care and most importantly yeah. gratitude. Yeah. Well. I think that's a great list. I hope. And I'm really glad yep. we did this today. I am too. I think it's I think it's really important to talk about these things and to just remind ourselves we haven't said anything terribly new, <laughs> you know, but I think that we're t we're speaking from our experience, you know, and just kind of like what's been helpful for for us what we see and hopefully 
you know, the spirit is in wanting to help others who may not think about these things uh, yet, who may who may not have either who have not thought about these things yet or who have thought about them, but not in a while. You know, mm-hmm. and just like, oh, yeah, a, a little bit of a reminder, like, oh, yeah, I could do something different or, or again, one of these things or all of these things. Like whatever people want to avail themselves of. Right. Um, these are the things that I have found wildly, wildly helpful and make it so that, you know, I can get through not just these stressful times, any stressful times, but particularly the holidays. So thank you so much for um, asking me to do this with, with you. It was, uh, it was really fun and it's been great talking with you and getting to know you more. Yeah, just thank you so much. Thank you. I'm so, so happy to have like your wisdom and knowledge as a practitioner in this area. And I just so appreciative of the work you do because to me, there's like nothing more important. So yeah, thank you. I want to direct people. They can find you at likeaseed.com. Yes, that's my website. It's the name of my company, Like a Seed, L-I-K-E-A. S E E D. And um, if anyone has any questions or uh, wants to get in touch with me, uh, or wants to learn about my my practice, they can go to the website likeaseed.com and uh, they can reach me through there. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, everyone, that concludes the very first episode of the Joyful Sobriety Podcast. I hope you found that helpful and enjoyable, and I hope you'll come back and listen to more. I will be doing um, some uh, solo episodes with just me, um, sharing some about my story, some coaching, and then also just be talking with lots of different interesting women who are just doing cool shit in recovery. Um, that I hope you'll find inspiring and motivating to do your own cool shit. So if you are interested in learning more about joyful sobriety and what that could look like in your life and what it might look like to work with me, you can find me on Instagram at joyful sobriety now, or you can reach out to me through my website at the next right thing, coaching.com. And I hope to hear from you and Uh, see you around the Joyful Sobriety community.